The Holy Gospel according to Luke, the fifth chapter. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. Those who were fishing had gone out of the boats and were washing their nets. Jesus got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Get away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For Simon and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching human beings. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed Jesus. This is the Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. God's beloved grace to you and peace from God our Creator and from our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm sure that those fishermen were happy to be back on the shore after a long night of work. They had little to show for their labor. They had endure the things that fishermen endure in order to make a living. Wind and wave and the dark of night, the constant rock of the boat, the elusive nature of fish. They were washing their nets when Jesus saw them, a sure sign that they were finished with their work or they considered themselves finished and they were ready to go home, probably to a warm meal and some much needed rest. Jesus had been working too. He had been preaching and teaching all along the, sea, the shores of the Sea of Galilee. A large crowd, we are told, had started following after him by this point, even though it was really early in his ministry. He had a hard time projecting so that everybody could see and hear him, and so he got into the boat, put it out on the sea, which I guess was kind of an ancient PA system. The lake would, um, would amplify his voice, and then people could see him and hear him. We don't know the content of what he was saying, except for what he said to Simon Peter. Put out into the deep water and put down your nets. I imagine this was the last thing they wanted to hear. They were safely on shore, their nets washed, headed for hearth and home. Yet for some mysterious reason, fatigue notwithstanding, they followed Jesus' direction. It isn't really clear how well Jesus and Simon knew each other at this point. We know that Jesus had healed Simon's mother-in-law of a fever, but we don't know of any other relationship between the two of them. But that changed in this story. Heeding Jesus' wisdom, they went out, let down their nets, and hauled in more fish 
than either their nest or their calloused hands could contain. Simon's reaction to this is always interesting to me. He fell at Jesus' feet and said, Get away from me, for I am a sinful man. After encountering this miraculous experience that Jesus gave them, he was immediately aware of all of the ways he felt unworthy to receive this gift. Jesus recognized Simon's reaction as fear. He said, do not be afraid. I have a job for you. So the fishermen brought their boats to shore, left everything, and followed Jesus. There's something in this call to discipleship that I recognize. The word disciple literally means one who follows. And by this definition, anyone in the story could have been called a disciple because the crowd was following after Jesus in order to hear him. But in Luke's story, curiosity about Jesus isn't the same thing as a call to follow Jesus. Jesus calls the fishermen to leave the comfort of the shore and to put out into deep water. He calls them to more than listening. He calls them to trust. Trusting Jesus enough to follow him into the deep waters of life is what discipleship is all about. Deep water can be frightening. You can't see what's beneath the surface. The wind and the wave often stir up storms that we can't control. It's easy to lose our bearings in deep water, to become disoriented. Those fishermen had no idea what they were getting into that day. They followed Jesus into the deep water, and their lives were never the same. If they had known what was coming, I wonder if they would have stayed on the shore and just blended into the crowd as best they could. I wonder if they would have tried to keep Jesus at a safe distance so that they could just soak in his wisdom without any real cost to themselves. I wonder that about myself sometimes, too. As I get older, this call to follow Jesus gets more demanding. Life is messy, and I do love the firm ground of the shore. Being Christian is so much easier if it's just merely a matter of acting religious. You know, coming to church, remembering to say table grace, trying not to swear, taking your kids to Sunday school, confirmation, spending time with other good Christians. Most of that I can manage. But following Jesus into the dark, murky waters of life is more challenging. Trusting Jesus when there's not an easy answer or a tidy theology or a clear sense of what's right and wrong it's hard. Trusting Jesus when we don't know if our bodies will be healed of their disease. We don't know if our estranged relationships will be reconciled. We don't know if our kids and our grandkids will turn out okay. Trusting Jesus in the deep waters of human existence, it is not for the faint of heart. Because trust is dangerous business. I think it's easier to remain mildly curious about Jesus to blend into the crowd, the devoutly secular crowd of the Pacific Northwest, to keep Jesus at arm's length, 
rather than to really stake our life on him, really follow him. But for some mysterious reason, I am banking on the fact that it's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you and I have heard this call. That's why we're here today. That's why we slogged through this storm, right? Because we've heard this call. Like the fishermen, we have seen and heard something in Jesus that has made us respond. As individuals and as a congregation, this leads us out into the deep waters where the world needs us most. As a congregation, it would be so much easier to just tie up to the dock and enjoy each other, our common language, our common rituals, our fellowship. But we are called to take all of these good gifts and to set sail with them out into the complex, often dark and confusing world that Jesus loved and for which he offered his life. We are called to toss the net of his mercy and grace, calling others to be a part of his life as we are part of his life. And we will be blessed. That's the promise of this gospel text. Like Simon, we may feel unworthy of this calling. We may be all too aware of our failings and our fear, our sin and our doubt. But we will be blessed with something even more precious than a net filled with fish. We will be blessed with the gifts of faith and courage. For Christ is able not only to call us, but to create us as people who are able to follow him in spite of our fear from the humble trappings of our lives, he is able to work miracles, to bring forth the reign of God in all of its abundance. Thanks be to God for calling us to be a small part of this vast purpose. Let us follow with courage and with faith.